Previously on the Best in the World Sports Report. I have no problem bringing Deshaun Jackson back. I have a problem with bringing Deshaun Jackson back as this team's number one wide receiver. If you're bringing in Deshaun Jackson, then Alshon Jeffries better be walking that door right behind him. Maybe Terrell Pryor, and, and I'm just throwing out names. I, I I know that this might not be realistic. I'm just throwing, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out random names. But all I'm saying is, I want a true number one wide receiver. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on Best in the World Sports Report. We are talking Eagles football. I haven't talked Eagles in a while because they haven't really given us good things to talk about. But... Here we are, free agency has started, and we got two new wide receivers. So to talk about this, you know I had to go to go-to guy on the show, friend of the show, could quite possibly be the all-time leader in guest appearances on Best in the World Sports Report. From views from the link and inside the Eagles, a man right now I'm jealous of because he is in sunny California enjoying warm weather and sunny skies while I'm looking out my do- my window at snow and rain and a whole bunch of other stuff that I don't like. But ladies and gentlemen, Tom Oresco is here with us today. Tom, what's going on, brother? Uh, hey, just like you said, enjoy <laughs> enjoying this weather and enjoying enjoying the eagles news i mean like you said we did, we haven't had a uh any news in a while any good things and free agency kicks off and what do you know we signed a couple receivers to help out star quarterback carson wentz and i could not be happier with that i, I hear that so let me let me ask you this let's let's get started with this i want you to finish this sentence if the eagles okay. start training camp with jeffrey smith and dalvin cook i will be I will be so excited, so excited. Um, Dalvin Cook's been, you know, my guy from day one. A lot of people, you know, don't think running back in the first round is so much uh, a need and things like that. But um, and then, you know, of course, you had, you know, your speed threat in Smith, and you got Alshon, who's just an all-around stud receiver, um, big body, hands catcher, high points the ball. I mean, you have every dynamic of your offense right there. You know, there's a lot of reports out there saying, you know, the Eagles are actually looking uh, to add a running back to the roster, but I don't necessarily think they're looking to add a future franchise running back to the roster. And I think that Dalvin Cook is a future franchise running back. And I think that in the draft, if he's sitting there, you just take him. So, so given that you you bring in Dalvin Cook, you add him to this wide receipt, this wide receiving core. I mean, it's, it's, I think it goes without saying it. In fact, Probably even if, even if these wide receivers that they brought in, even if they're a bust and a total fail, they're still better. They have to be better than what we went into yeah. with what we went into the season with last season. So let's get into right. let's get into these deals. Do these deals for you? Do these deals work for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with Tory Smith. Um, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. Real quick, take this time to start with Chance Warmack, the offensive guard. Yes, yeah. He got a one-year deal. Yeah. So he got a one-year deal that bolsters the um, the inside interior line depth. And with Kelsey potentially departing, also Steven Wisniewski 
you know, getting that extension today, um, th- uh, three year, three year extension is pretty telling about what they think about his role going forward. So those are good deals. I like the line. So now let's move to the receivers. Now you got Torrey Smith, three years, fifteen million dollar contract, five million a year, but it's only five hundred thousand guaranteed. So he's basically, he's basically, you know. But he's all in for the Eagles because he knows that, you know, this is this is it for him. He's got three years on this deal. He's not, basically nothing guaranteed. So he's got he's got to ball out and, uh, you know, hopefully get uh, an extension with more guaranteed money at the end of this. So he's, he's really he's really focused on, you know, having that comeback season he's alluded to on social media, you know, and you're probably going to hear it at the press conference as well. Um, he's really focused on, on getting back on track. And he was once a premier deep threat in the NFL just, just a couple years ago. And um, it seemed like San Francisco kind of ruined him um, without really providing him with a quarterback that could get the ball downfield and, and things like that. So um, hopefully, you know, once he likes to air it out, we all know that. And hopefully Smith can get open downfield, draw some penalties. And that's something that a lot of people that were fans of him in Baltimore alluded to yesterday on social media when we signed him was, um, you know, that that uh, he, he draws a lot of penalties. Uh, fantasy owners were saying, you know, he doesn't get points for penalties, but he drew so many pass interference penalties in Baltimore because Flacco would throw it up and he'd have guys beat downfield. So he adds that dynamic to your offense. And that for that contract, I mean, how he's a wizard with the contract, nothing really guaranteed there. So it's, it's a great deal. And then we move to Alshon Jeffrey, who gets a one-year deal. And that really surprised a lot of people. But um, he turned down multi-year deals from Indianapolis, from Chicago, and from Minnesota to come to the Eagles to play for the one-year prove-it deal so that next year when the Eagles have more cap, they can sign him to a bigger contract, a more more secure deal for his future with Philly. And, um, you know, when he got to Philadelphia uh, this morning, he said that uh, Carson Wentz had a lot to do with um, him, his decision to come to Philly. Uh, he wants to be in a position to win. He said that he thinks Carson Wentz has potential to be a future MVP. So, um, you know, that's, that's huge. And I think that the one-year deal tells everything. You know, he didn't even have to say any of that. And I think you could, you know, figure that out. With him signing a one-year deal, that's very risky. And, uh, and he did it to, to play with the Eagles and to play, um, you know, with Carson Wentz. And that's awesome to me. Now, there were a lot of... There were a lot of wide receivers out there getting paid this week. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at some of these deals out there, and you see Deshaun Jackson get three years, 35 mil. You see Kenny mm-hmm. Britt got four years, 32 mil. Kenny Stills, mm-hmm. four years, $32 million. You see that kind of money being doled out to wide receivers. And then you see the deal, mm-hmm. then you see the deals that Torrey Smith, three years, 15 million and then Alshon Jeffries one year 14 million what does that say about Howie Mm -hmm. Roseman does that put a little bit more faith I know we we go back and forth on Howie you know we yeah you know they're going to be there's I mean there's no gray area with him there's weeks when we're out here singing his praises saying hey this guy has figured it out he's getting it done he's building a winner and then there's times when you're just sitting there like dude what the hell is this guy doing but this this is this is yep. one of those good weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that Harry Roseman can, you know, he can finally be dubbed as one of the top GMs in the NFL. His aggressive nature to improve the team. Um, I, I just really don't know what else you can say. It kind of it kind of uh, aligns with 
I feel it aligns with the um, with the Sixers, where you know even if a guy like Embiid or Simmons doesn't work out, it was still the right move at the time. And I think that Howie, the more you make the right move at the time, the more times it'll work out. And Howie's not forcing anything; he's not doing anything that doesn't make sense. And of course, you're going to miss on deals such as Vinnie Curry seemingly looks like he might be a you know a lost cause and things like that, but for the deals that you strike for the deals that he hits on and he makes, you know, getting Carson Wentz, bringing in a couple guys like Brandon Brooks and Rodney McLeod last off season to start this whole thing. Now going from, you know, a couple years ago, we had Deshaun Jackson, Shady McCoy and Macklin. And after Chip Kelly pretty much got all, rid of all those guys, uh, Howie Roseman might actually have this team looking better than they even looked then. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy that, you know, he not only turned the team, back around from getting rid of all the weapons that we had, but he also turned the team into potentially a better team than, than what we had prior to, prior to these guys. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, the transformation that he's, he, he's put this team through and, uh, and I just can't wait to see him really cap it off. And, and I think they deserve a Super Bowl. I mean, there's, there's nothing else to say. I mean, a couple of years down the road, you got it. You got to win one for, for just the effort that this front office has put in and the commitment they had to turning this team back around after the Chip Kelly complete disaster um, experiment there. And and I really think that, you know, how you got to sing his praises right now because he's making the right moves regardless if they work out exactly how we feel they're going to or not. He made the right moves and he's making the right efforts to make this team better. Now, everyone can't be... We, we can't all be on the same page. This is Philadelphia. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. we're – there's never going to be a point where we all agree or disagree on a topic. So there been there have been a lot of critics of this move. What would mm-hmm. you – you know, what would you say to people who are kind of scared off by the length of the deal? They see Alshon Jeffries only in here – for a year, what would you have to? What would you mm-hmm. say to somebody like that who's you know skeptical? Um, I think that the deal. I mean, it guards against dogging it. It guards against the guy getting a big contract and just just giving it, mailing it in, and saying, "Hey, I got my money. I'm I'm fine with whatever we do." And you know, that's not going to be Alshon Jeffrey this year, and it certainly isn't going to be Tory Smith. So, um, you know, with Alshon, I, he's not. You know, he's in his prime right now. He just turned twenty seven, and the, the smart thing for him to do is just build with the Eagles. He chose to come here. He chose to take that deal because he knows that, you know, a, a better deal is right around the corner. And I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I'm 99% sure that he's not just going to, you know, leave in free agency and depart, um, you know, barring any, any craziness of him having a terrible year or something like that. But, you know, after, after a good season, you can definitely look to sign him long-term because, he's not going to want to leave and, and, and go try to build with another quarterback out there and learn a whole new playbook with a whole new staff and a whole new city. I think that he chose Philadelphia because he knew they could afford this deal this year. And they had something for him next year when a lot of the contracts clear, such as Jason Peters, such as Darren Sproles um, and, and Chase Daniel, that money will clear out and you'll be able to sign Jeffrey long-term. So I don't think it's a question that he'll be here for the remainder of his career well into his 30s. So we're real happy about what this team has been able to do to address their wide receiver needs. But it's not like they were cleaning house. 
Jordan nah. Matthews is still here. What yep. does what does this say for him? What I mean, do you feel like there's still a place on this team for Jordan Matthews? I think there is this year. I think that this year he'll be here. Um, he's got to have a really stellar year to get an extension, and with an extension, it, it will be a very, very cheap extension. It's you know similar to Torrey Smith potentially um, as a slot receiver, as a part-time guy. Uh, however, I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to actually you know bring him back. Um, I think that they're going to have other needs. They're going to have to save the money. And I think with Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey, that'll get you by. Well, you know, Torrey Smith, he's not a long-term option. He's certainly just, you know, a guy that can provide that deep threat right now. Um, But I think they're going to start kind of overhauling and building around Wentz and Jeffrey. Um, And I just, I'm not so sure that Jordan Matthews will be uh, in the mix unless, of course, he has a really good year and looks to take that step forward. But you know, if you're a slot receiver in the NFL, you have to create separation in small spots, and sometimes you don't get a lot of separation in those tight windows, and you have to make catches in traffic, traffic, and those are two things that Jordan Matthews has not proven that he can do on a consistent basis, and, you know, that's going to all rely on whether or not he can do that. If he can't, then he's going to be gone. So, so given that, I think probably one of the – one of the things I regret about – how Jordan Matthews' career kind of played out in Philly was the fact that I felt like he he was a player that needed to be groomed into that number one wide receiver position. And I liked him playing behind Jeremy Macklin. So when he left, you know, he was thrown into that number one receiver role too soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, he was. So maybe now it's almost like they're backtracking a little bit. Now they've they've taken, you know, they they've taken that role away from him. Now he's not the number one wide receiver. Now he's bumped down to to, to three. But can you see a situation yeah. where, you know, that that happens? You know, it's like you don't you don't get you don't see too many players who are. You know, young, groomed to be starters, groomed to be stars, who kind of get knocked back like that, but then, mm-hmm. you know, make that triumphant return. Could you see something yeah, like that um, happen for him? I, I, I really, you know, it's, it's that's a great point. I can't really remember a time where you know something like that happened. Um, I, it's, it's tough to think right off the top of my head of uh, any other time that that really happened but that's a really good point um I could see him definitely getting you know benefiting from having veterans in the room now having guys who have proven it at the NFL level and you know guys like Nelson Aguilar Doriel Green Beckham and Jordan Matthews you know I said I'd like them as three four five burning behind two veteran receivers that know what they're doing and um you know I've, I've talked about this multiple times on on multiple platforms um that there was a really interesting NFL network show. I think it was like top 10 busts or or something like that um, on NFL network. And and Bengals receiver, Peter Warwick was one of them. And he, he said that he looked around the league and saw the same, the receivers drafted in his class. They all went to teams that had veteran, uh, veteran presence presences in their receiver rooms. And he said he went and he was expected as a rookie to be, a superstar number one receiver and he just couldn't he couldn't figure it out and that, that came right out of his mouth he said that not having a veteran mentor killed him compared to some of the other 
receivers because it's so different in the NFL and it's so tough and it's yeah. such a different game and it's so much harder. So, uh, you know, maybe Matthews does benefit off of having, you know, a veteran like he did when he, when he played with Macklin. And I think that that was his best year was his rookie season. And, and I think that, um, that you're absolutely right that he could, he could definitely have an emergence, but I think that that's definitely something to consider with Matthews and, and as well as Aguilar and uh, Dorial Green Beckham, I think that they could definitely benefit off of having some veterans to tell them like, Hey guys, like calm down, get out of your own heads, go play football. Let's have some fun. You know, we'll, we'll carry the load and you guys, you know, follow suit. And I think that it's going to give these guys a, a, a whole lot of confidence. I hear you. All right, real quick. You know, there were there were still a lot of names. We talked about receivers who've gotten big contracts and what the Eagles were able to do. One name that has yet to uh, find a landing spot as of right now was Terrell Pryor. Were you mm-hmm. were you disappointed or were you surprised that the Eagles didn't go after him? Uh, I wasn't so much surprised. Uh, I was. I don't know if I was disappointed because the Alshon thing happened. It grew legs and, and yeah. ran so quickly that I was so focused on that. Um, and then it had actually materialized and we signed him. So I was just really happy about that. But I love Terrell Pryor. I think he's a great guy. I think he's got a great competitive edge. Um, and I, I really hope for, you know, other than the NFC East, I really hope he finds a team that, that he, he goes to and, and succeeds with because he's a great player. He's fun to watch, and uh, and it's it's unbelievable what he did as a first-year receiver at the NFL level, um, whereas, you know, guys like Nelson Aguilar come in after playing receiver their whole life and can't even figure it out. And Pryor is such a phenomenal athlete that mm-hmm. he comes in and on the Browns is their best player by far on an NFL team, the worst NFL team, mind you. So it's, it's pretty crazy what he did, and, and I would love to have him in Philly, but I think that, um, surprised, not so much. Disappointed, not so much because we got Alshon. But um, if we didn't get Alshon and we still didn't have Pryor, I'd be pretty disappointed that they weren't out there looking looking at Terrell Pryor for sure. Now I've heard Pryor's name be attached to the Redskins, and that scares me because, mm-hmm. like you, I yep. like Terrell Pryor, and I right. don't want to hate Terrell Pryor. And if he goes right. to the Redskins, I will, you know, just by default, I then am obligated. To hate Terrell Pryor, but you got to think with the week that they have been having, that he's taking a look at that dumpster fire of an, of an organization oh, well, and just changing his mind yeah. altogether, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he left the facility without a deal, as reported today. So I believe that you're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> he just took he took one look around. He's walking through the building, watching security walk out their general manager and. <laughs> Yeah. he's like you know what uh this is the worst thing i'm going he's like, i'm going back to cleveland exactly <laughs> he's like i didn't think there could be an organization worse than cleveland but this is making me miss it a little bit you know? yeah exactly oh, oh man so in the end you're pretty excited about these deals right absolutely um big upgrades at receiver veteran professionals you know i even stated throughout the offseason that i'd be excited with you know just any professional guys, Robert Woods, Kamar Aiken, Pierre Garçon, um, and we get Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And then and then Torrey Smith's a, a cool player. I think a lot of people gave up on him after you know he got that huge contract and kind of flailed out in San Fran. But that team just took a complete nosedive. And uh, you know when you think about how you know Torrey Smith was in Baltimore and you know that that game after his brother died, how passionate he was. Yeah. He went out and balled out. And, uh, and he's just, he's perfect for the city. I think that, that Howie Roseman saw that. And this is one of those deals I feel that you could look back and see 
couple years down the line where, you know, we passed on guys like Kenny Stills and, you know, Kenny Britt and those bigger money guys for, for a guy that, you know, was kind of thrown to the wolves um, and, and no one really had much in, interest in him. And we got him for cheap, kind of like Malcolm Jenkins yeah, when we took him yeah. over Jarris Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we look back on that and we, we love that deal. And I think that, you know, when we look back on the Tory Smith deal, we'll see, we'll see it as him as just a valuable piece as, you know, uh, Kenny Stills and, uh, and, but he's way cheaper. So it's, it's going to be fun to watch um, and see if, if Tory Smith can out. I'm going to, I'm going to be pulling that comparison all year. Kenny Stills versus Tory Smith um, and see how much impact they both have because we got Tory Smith for a steal of a deal. And Kenny Stills is paid like, you know, a high end number two receiver. So um, we'll see what happens, but that's, I, I, I love it. All right. Hey man, that is Tom Caresco from inside the Eagles and view from the link and fourth and John and whoever else wants him to participate in their Eagles coverage. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, Tom. Thanks a lot, brother. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.